Drama is a dark and passionate musical collaboration between Nael Shahadi and Vio Rosa. The Chicago-based duo are established artists in their own right, but together, they're just that much more awesome. They made some time for the morning amp. I sat down with the duo to talk about their new album, Lies After Love. This is that conversation. Darling, I was your safety home. There was hey everyone, you are listening to Vocalo. I'm Jesse Menendez. My in-studio guests are Nayel Shahadi and Via Rosa, collectively known as Drama. Thank you both very much for making time for us this morning. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. You always want what you I want to say congratulations on Lies After Love, but before we dive into the individual tracks, I certainly want to give some folks some background on this group. So one of the things that I was reading up on that made total sense is the last release was Gallows, after what you believe is a play on Gallows humor and how that describes what the two of you believe about your sound. Can you unpack Gallows humor and how you feel that correlates with the happy, sad tone of your music? Well... I came across Gallo's humor when we were discussing the mood of what the music felt like, which was happy, sad music. And Gallo's humor was a form of comic strips I used to make back in the day to like kind of make people feel less awkward, I guess, about people getting their heads <laughs> cut off or <laughs> like getting hung. And I so was, wait, was there like somebody working the crowd? Like after somebody got hung, somebody would come out and like, hey, that no, there was, was like literal, <laughs> there was like liter- literal comics, like little pictures that they would draw that were just, I can't even like describe some of them that I found, but they were like not very funny. But there was, they thought it was funny, and it just kind of um, helped them cope with the hangings that went on back then and so I just thought it was kind of funny and I was like why don't we call it gallows humor and I was like why don't we call it gallows and the whole tape just kind of spun around that idea of like you know it just feels like you're on your way to the gallows like you're dying by way of love which is like my whole theme in my life is death via love dying by too much love or not enough love and just like the many stages of love that you can die by what's interesting about happy sad or even gallows humor is like to me as a listener it leads me to believe that Yes, there are some melancholy disillusionment on this album, but you're also saying, I want people to also be hopeful. Yeah. So why, why not just give them the sad? Why not just give them the morose and the melancholy? Why do you feel you have to sugarcoat it with something that makes it a little more palatable? Mm, I wouldn't say that it's sugarcoating, um, but maybe it is. I would say mostly because who wants to live in that world all the time, for real? I mean, it's easy to just kind of like talk about all the horrible things that are happening in your life and to just live in this like sad world and anybody can write a sad song that makes them reflect on every like horrible relationship they've had but it's hard to come by music that you know makes you kind of realize like oh I went through that and it's okay a lot of people think that their problems are like the only horrible problems that are happening right now and they victimize themselves and live in that world and they're just like um this is all happening to me. And it's like, no, you're allowing this to happen to you. You live in the world where all these things just happen to you and you don't do anything about it. There are a lot of these moments on this EP where you're talking about love in this very hopeful way and you're talking about relationships in this very hopeful way. But in the same song, sometimes one line after the next, 
you're almost contradicting your own self. Let's start with safe house. That's, who I that's am. real love. No, no, no. <laughs> and I don't mean that in yeah. a negative thing. And, and, and it's so real because I think we've all certainly felt that. But yeah. like on safe house, you know, safe house is is interesting to me because you're pointing out all these negatives, right? But you still have this hopefulness where you are singing. We could be more than friends. There yeah. could be more to this. Yeah. But for the listener, you just pointed out a bunch of negatives. Like, no, you guys should not be more than this. This clearly isn't. <laughs> this is not right. <laughs> this is not right. Talk about safe house. I've been in a lot of Romeo and Juliet situations. <laughs> where I'm like literally in love with somebody that all my friends are just like, no. Safe House actually was a, a combo of two different emotions that just kind of made sense when I heard the beat. It's kind of like all the reasons why we shouldn't be together, but I would still be here for you, like, you know, and we can still figure this out because love isn't perfect. Love isn't holding hands and walking through the park and, you know, going on dates all the time and FaceTiming and talking to each other. It's like disagreeing on things and yes. like being okay with not agreeing on things and learning from each other and taking an opinion that you might not want to hear and being like okay let me go and deal with this and then if I still want to deal with this I'm going to come back and we're going to like work through this and a lot of people would just be like ah, I'm done <laughs> I don't want to deal with this anymore what about the atmospheres that you create do you feel support this narrative that the two One, of you created? 100% when we're creating it's a mood when we're in the studio it's, it's definitely a mood it's something that you know what we compliment each other because I'll talk to her about things like, hey, like I'm having an issue with, with my girl or someone I'm seeing or whatever it is, you know, and we'll talk about it and it'll tie in somehow to the music. I mean, you know, like when you're when you're making music, it's almost like you're making a child, yeah. you know, so it's it, it, in a weird way of thinking about yeah. it, you know, but that's essentially <laughs> like what it is. So like we we feel each other's pain and, and like we support yeah. each other, which is why you hear what you hear. Another one of the songs that I thought was was dope, and I appreciated what you were singing about lyrically, but also what you had accomplished with the instrumental, Naya. Uh, but before we even get into that, let's talk about this title, because uh, it's Majid, mm. Arabic loosely for magnificent or glorious. Yes. But there's nothing glorious about what you're singing about. <laughs> yes, it is. You're still believing in magic, and I didn't even know that's what it meant, yeah. which is amazing. Is that where that comes so, from, then? So... We tend to name and do things that really make, make no, no sense, sense at all. <laughs> but it's just fun. It's fun. <laughs> right. And it's our art. So, I mean, we should be able to, to name it whatever that we feel like it should be called. But also part of that is it starts as a file, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like, what am I going to call this right. file? <laughs> you didn't want to know what I probably called it first. It's probably like like Beat 104. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or something yeah. stupid like that. But like with, with Magic is that 
I have a brother named Magid, and when she was saying magic, I was like, it sounds just like magic. I was like, I love magic. It's perfect. And she was like, I love Magic Jordan. <laughs> and so, like, it worked out. Right. Magic Jordan. <laughs> you always said I wasn't good enough, and I believed you. The sorry's too painful now. It's too late for us. So let's jump into the lyrics, and these are in no particular order. These are lines I was just pulling out. Okay. You always told me I wasn't good enough, and I believed you. Memories on memories, this is all I have. I thought I'd die with. I bet you'll fall in love and find the perfect wife. I still believe, and I still believe in love. And you also go on oh, talking about magic. Amazing, I swear. And I swear I love it. It's, it's crazy because, again, this is one of those songs where you're essentially sounding like you're throwing this whole construct of love out the window. You're done with it. But then you're like, I believe in magic. I still think there's love out there. What keeps you coming back when the experience with it has been so destructive and painful? Um, the thirst. No, <laughs> I don't know. The thirst is real. I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, right. <laughs> Honestly, sometimes I feel like I'm brainwashed by Disney movies to want it so bad. I just recently got out of that mentality or I'm still working on getting out of it and realizing that that's not everything and that you don't need to like find someone and start a family right away and it you know it probably might be better for some people to start later and you know it's a lot or of not start at all right it's it's a lot of pressure though on people my age I guess our parents are kind of like oh when are you gonna start having kids da, 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 you know um, but yeah like I've been through a lot but something tells me that I just know that somewhere out there that. It exists. It has to exist because I see other people like find it. I see, I see it in the trees and the wind. Like love is it exists. Like there's something out there for everybody. There's magnet like for everybody, and you have to believe in it. Otherwise, you know, you create your own reality. If you don't believe in it, then you really won't ever find it. And I find it every day. I find it in friends. I find it in people that I meet on the street. I fall in love really easily. <laughs> So it's wow. probably why I'm heartbroken all the time. <laughs> <laughs> fell in love three times during this conversation. Right. <laughs> but you know what's crazy? You said you have to believe in it, right? Yeah. In your song, Assume the Worst, you, what you assume is the worst. Yeah. Like you assume the worst. So this is you being your own worst enemy. Mm. You're essentially thinking the, the worst situation is the reality. And then you start believing that without having experiencing the rest. Exactly. So it's like you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. It's tragic. Yeah, that's tragic. assume the worst, man. Never forget that day. <laughs> I went on a Tinder date, and uh, well, everybody was doing it, and I had nothing to do in my life, so I was just like, you know what, I'm gonna try it. And I found this guy, and he was amazing. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. We knew we met each other years ago, and now we're like reconnecting, and like it's like proof of us that we know each other, and like in art and in pictures and everything. And it was just crazy we were reconnecting, and I thought that that was it, and I was like done looking. And he totally played me, and it was crazy. And I just, we were like out at a party, and someone tried to introduce us, and he was like, "Oh, it's nice to meet you." And I was like, "Dang, we've been like going out together." What? <laughs> and so I was just like heartbroken. And during that period, he would just like stop talking to me for like a week, or like stop talking to me for a couple of days, or like say something and then just like not respond. And so I was literally like assuming the worst. Like he like. 
I, like something must have happened. He must have got hit by a car. Like his dog might have died. Like because I'm not a bad person. Like why else would you just you know have this amazing time with me and then just ghost and mm-hmm. pretend like you never met me before? So that was a really tough time. I was like literally crying in the studio and everyone was like, "What's wrong with you?" And I just didn't want to talk about it because it was embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And Niall was just like, "This is it. This is the moment." And he put a beat on and threw me in the studio and shut the door and was like, "Don't come out until you're ready." And then I came out and That's I had what a producer does. <laughs> I like <laughs> I like your reaction to that though. She's like, I don't want to talk about it. it's embarrassing. Okay, great. Let's put it on a song for millions of you know people why? here. Because people people like relate. We all go through these terrible like heartbreaks and people do heatish things yeah. to, to one another. So you know it's it's just it's just gonna happen. Yeah. Well, I want somebody, not just anybody, someone to Thank you guys very much for making time. As I said, it's a fantastic record and slaps, man. <laughs> Thank, Thank you so much. I appreciate you.